This podcast could potentially have adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly the possibility of sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, Drinking With Authors fans. We have some pretty big news from your host here, Erica Lance. We are moving to change the format of the show to be one episode. So there's a few episodes that record the old way that we're doing the new way. And that's what you're listening to. So thank you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And we love having you as fans. On to the show. Welcome to Drinking with Authors. I'm your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is the amazingly purple Bo Lake. <laughs> and our guest today is Hazel Ann Lynch. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Um, let's talk about what we're drinking. So today, because um, it's early afternoon, I'm, I am going to do a beer. It's a Shiner Red Ruby Redbird. Um, so it's got grapefruit. It's a grapefruit <laughs> beer. So, and apparently only 95 calories. Ugh, I didn't know that. But anyway, I'm excited that it's a grapefruit beer. Um, but what do you got? I have my signature dirty chai latte because, Ooh. as you said, it is only early afternoon. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Hazel, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking. It's called a Vitamalt. It's a bit mm-hmm. sweet. Um, it's a bit sweet. I think it's like for malt and hops or something like that. Oh, and it's cool. a drink I really like, but my favorite drink is actually tea. But I decided to do this today. <laughs> oh, very awesome. Very cool. Um, okay, so for the audience at large, why don't we talk a little bit about what you write? Because if you're watching this video, you get to see the amazingness behind you. But what is it that you write? Well, um, uh, um, this is my first book. It's called Senior Fluffy, a Cat's Tale. And it's a YA book. It's based on a cat. Actually, I like kind of fantasy. I don't know. I think I'm still a child at heart, really. So it, this is, I mostly write like um, fantasy, fairy tales, that kind of thing for now. So this book is really based on a bougie French cat with a Spanish name who goes to Brooklyn with his rich human to live in which he believes is the ghetto in Brooklyn. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Bougie cat. So yes. when did you um, begin your writing journey? I think when I was pretty small, like maybe five, seven, I think I really started to write. But uh, I always wanted to be a writer, author. And, um, but you know, sometimes when you're growing up and you tell your parents your dream, they're like, what does child really know about what she's speaking about? You know, maybe that is what went in their minds and they never really paid it no attention. And once I was in New York a few years long after, and I was at a function and I, this girl heard me talk, speaking about writing, but I was actually speaking about pen paling. And she asked me if I wanted to go to, come to a poetry class workshop. And I say, well, I don't really like poetry, but then all writing is good writing and I will come. She gave me the address in Manhattan. And she's look at me and say like, you wouldn't come anywhere. I was like, hello, do you know me from somewhere? I will come. And I went and that was it, you know, and yeah, um, 
I can't remember the name right now, but it's very popular. I even went to read that um, Salman Rushdie started that program. Um, gosh, I forget. It's something big. Oh, I can't remember the name, but I was in that. And I did hike. I did a haiku. When we did haiku, we used to learn to do haikus and stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's neat. Yeah. So that's cool. So when did this first book come out? So this came out in um, just 2021 during the pandemic. When I came back home, I came back home in 2018. And then, you know, like sometimes you can't go outside. You had to stay in your house. And it's not, it was pretty boring. And I never get bored. And one day a voice like, oh, so you come back to Trinidad and you're just going to lie down on your bed every day. It's like I heard that in my head and I flew off the bed and I was like, what? Yeah, you just come back to Trinidad and you're just going to lie down there every day. I thought you wanted to be a published author. So after that, I just picked up my pen and my book and I just started to write. And well, this, this idea from this story really started in New, in New York. And then when I came home, I just started, well, you know, maybe I could turn this into a book, you know? Yeah, so that, yeah, that bougie cat. <laughs> okay, so where did the bougie cat come from? Okay, I don't know. I may be explaining it wrong. Anyway, I hope I'm not going all over the place. No, you can go, you can go all over the place. That's we always go all over the place. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> One day I was at a function in Brooklyn. It was for my first writing piece, and a lot of writers got published in that one book from page to page. And this guy, um, I when I opened his eyes, Bryce, what you're right, you have published pieces already. And I was like, How did you get this um pseudonym? The pseudonym was Senior Fluffy. And when I saw that, I just got it's like I don't know if I was inspired or what. I was so happy to see these two with Senior Fluffy. I had no idea why. And then I asked him, well, what, how you get this um, pseudonym? Tell me. All I saw was his lips moving like that. And I heard nothing after that. <laughs> and just a thought came in my head. Write a story about a bougie French cat, not a poodle. It was very specific. Not a poodle, but a bougie French cat with a Spanish name. Who owner moved to New York and whatever. And I just said, Bryce, Bryce, shut up, shut up. Wait, I don't mean to be rude, but um, I'm going to take your pseudonym and write a story about a bougie French cat with a Spanish name. And he's like, what, what, what happened? I say, I don't know. Somebody just told me to write that in my head. And that's how the, that's just how it started. I love that. So Very how many weird. books have you published now? I wish it was books. It's just one. And my soon-to-be is, um, I don't know if you can see, not so charming after all. This, this is a series, Senior Fluffy. But before the second part comes out, I'm going to um, do not so charming after all. It's life after some of the fairy tale characters leave the storybooks. Because mm. Prince Charming wasn't that charming. That's what Cinderella found out. Yes. I love that. I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. Modern day version. Yes. Okay, Bo, look, see, look at me. Oh, I get to ask a question. <laughs> um, let's see. Why why YA books in all the genres? Why YA? 
Well, it wasn't really, I didn't intend to write like a kid's book or anything. It just happened like that. I think the story was really meant for adults. But then I, a few friends who are writers, they kept asking me, but why you don't write a kid's book? I was like, what? I don't want to write children's book. It have things I need to say and they're not children things. You know, I need to express myself in other language. Not rude, but you know, you want to say some things and more adult, it will, you know, adult version. And then I was like, hmm, but this cut, it could have, it could have an adult version. It could have a kid's kid's version and a YA version. So I guess, mm -hmm. you know, let me try it since it's my first, you know, but yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, but this one, the common one, not so charming. That's for teenagers. So I am, I, uh, yeah. That's the little, it's a bit raunchy and um, not too raunchy, but it's a little bit raunchy because I like raunchy. <laughs> moderate raunchy. I like moderate raunchy. Very yeah, cool. Moderate. So do <laughs> you think that it's um, on your fairy tale book, is it one fairy tale or going over several fairy tales? Several of the characters, I took them out of the storybook. So they're speaking, really telling you about the story of their life after leaving the storybook. Like Big Bad Wolf, why did he become bad? Pinocchio, was he really made of wood? Rumpeltilskin, was he that? What they say with the... I bring in a lot of like um, stories and rhymes into the storyline. So it's like it's in one. Big Bad Wolf and who knows? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So um, how are your books published? Well, it's published. I published it by Amazon. Okay. Yes. And um, well, it's in a, right now, it's in a few New York City libraries. And um, I can't, it's in a, it's on a few, it's in a few New York City libraries. It's in a library, it's in Carol, um, uh, library in North Carolina and in Queens for now. Yes, but it's published by Amazon. I got it. So you, is you mean you self-published it through Amazon? Yes, self-published it, yeah. Okay, how come um, you did that? What made you choose a self versus um, sending it out? I'm just curious. I don't think there's anything wrong with being independently published. I'm just curious why you chose that route. Well, hmm. well, after being in New York, right? I used to be in the library so much. And, you know, it, I never learned anything about books itself. Like, all I knew, I love to read, 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 read. And when I came back home during the pandemic, I realized, read. So you want to write a book and you don't know about marketing, you don't know about publishing, advertising. I knew zilch, nada, nothing. So I was asking friends and everybody, like, why don't go to Amazon? I say, Amazon, really? Amazon? You know, so then that is how it came out. But, but um, sorry, eh? I'm, in a, I'm in a mall. That's why I'm getting a lot of interruptions. But I love the door. That's why I'm making some faces at people. They see the door lock, but they still want to. I don't even know. Caribbean people are very different. Humans are very yes, interesting so, um, creatures. Yes. That's why I, I write interesting characters, I guess. So um, 
But now I think I'm looking at, uh, um, I think I would like to be independently, um, is that a word independently? Not independently, I will be, I would like to have an agent or um, publish or something. But I must say, I had an opportunity when I was in New York, an agent came up to me at a function because she heard me, I don't know if it's about the three little pig Cinderella, some story she heard me read, and she came up to me and she called my name and I was like, do I know you somewhere? She said, but you just say your name before you're ready. I said, oh, sorry. <laughs> and she's like, where did you get that idea for that story? And I was like, woman, you wouldn't believe the take the characters that are in my head. They don't pay rent, but they're just, they're just living rent free up there. And she just <laughs> laughed and she said, um, well, how much stories do you have like that? So I say, well, I think I'm going to do a book. So it could be like 14, 20. I don't know how much different stories because I just write, write and pile them up. And she said, come and give me a check. She gave me her fax, her phone. Her... She gave me so much numbers. I was wondering if this lady is for real. But I think I was kind of shy and I didn't really know. And I didn't tell anybody. So long after then I say, you know, that lady who came to our class and people say like, what the? You don't do that age. People don't just walk up to you and tell you, look, bring me a story and check me. I was like, well, you know, so I, it was just a lost opportunity, but I think it will come back around. I don't know. But, you know, when you don't know, you don't know. No, it's true. It, the universe yeah. is kind of interesting when it comes to stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Bo. See, I'm not getting the way again. I see your character has been like fully designed and you have like plushies and you have signs. How was marketing like for you? Well, I think marketing, it, it was, I think it's very, when you write a book or when you're writing a book, don't um, put all your energy alone in writing. Marketing, I find is one of the toughest things ever. And I find you have to really learn about the background to marketing, where you want your book to go. It's, it's marketing is such a big platform and it helps so much. And I'm learning so much. I think I could give classes now. Not that anybody will want to come, but still I could give a lot of advice, I think, because I learned it the hard way. But um, so it's in a few stores in Trinidad. It's in a few stores in Trinidad. I do a little pop-up shop sometimes and I am oh, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, WhatsApp, everything except Twitter, I think. Not everything, but I'm not on Twitter yet. And that's where I really advertise. I try to put, put the cat eating roti, doubles, going on the beach, do all kinds of things. You wouldn't believe some of the questions that people ask me. Is the cat married? And when is he having kittens? Like, really? He is too vain. <laughs> Don't want that. And when can we go on a date? I have people come to the store every day to check out the cat who is made of crochet thread. And they have in conversation with them. And I was like, hmm, I don't know what's wrong with these people. <laughs> the cat wow. have a life of his own. He just cannot speak. <laughs> That's... That's definitely something, right? Yeah. <laughs> People are so weird sometimes. But if I walk the down the street, people are very interested and always ask a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what has surprised you about 
um, being published and everything. What is the biggest thing that you were like, what? Positive or negative? Either way, oh. I'm good. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to be an author and I don't know writing a little book like this. I don't know people whether be so like drawn into this story about this cat. Sometimes I cannot, people who knows me, which is not a lot of people, but they always want to know, well, what's next? What's coming? What is he doing? What is the next book? Oh my God, bring it out already, please. We're dying because the first book, it's, it have a cliffhanger in it, you know? So they want to know, well, what's happened? So, you know, I'm taking them around the Caribbean. That's, but um, I think that's one of the good things, just writing a book and seeing that the people so love the characters and, you know, they, they are so engaged. People want to do things. They want to, you know, if I'm doing a play, they want to be in it. Woman, I cannot afford you. And, you know, they just want <laughs> to be there and help. I will work for free. I say, that's what I like, you know. They always ask and they take an interest, like what's going on, what's happening, when's the next book coming out? I said, well, give me a million dollars and it will come up tomorrow. You know, that kind of thing. But um, people are very invested in it, I should say, you know. Yeah, they're very invested in the story. I think wow. that's one of the biggest thing. And sometimes like when the people see the cover, they love it. You know, so the, so the cover cute. draws a lot of people to it. Yeah. well that's very neat yes and in the and it have recipes in the back of the book because it have a trinidadian carrot and we could cook good i don't know yeah very cool it's, because I talk about food a lot, Caribbean food, or watch food in Trinidad. So I decided why not write a story and put some recipes in one time. And a lot of the people said, um, when they were reading, they were feeling so hungry and they were surprised in a good way that when they reached the end of the book, they saw that it had recipes and they were so, um, some of them baked it, baked, cooked and sent me the recipes. And I was like, oh, but, you know, I was so fresh into the author thing. I didn't even think to um put it online, look this one, you know. But now I'm learning so much as I go along. Very cool, Bo. What does your writing process look like? Who well, have a process? Well, I used to <laughs> write every day. Now it's look. Sometimes it's like weeks apart or weeks, but I'm always thinking. But um, if I have... I don't really get writer's block, but my story just come to me like that. Sometimes I'll, I could just be watching the purple hair or the glasses on Bo or you or something could be a dress, something click. And it's nothing about that one of the characters will have purple hair or wear glasses, but something by watching you all will click in my brain like, aha, that's it. You know, but I find when I really sit down and think and think and think about what to write next, what to write next, nothing don't come to me. So it just happened like that. It just happened spontaneously. Well, you just have to wait for the right moment. Yeah, yeah. But I love the idea of writing every day. It, it brings on that kind of, you know, I find it's a good practice to write every day. At maybe the same time, it's a good thing. And I and I I miss that. Yeah. 
Very cool. So you said you're at a store. Do you have a little storefront around this character? Yes, I have a, um, well, I'm in a store. This is not my store, but I sell my stuff in here. So this store is situated in a mall in the city of Port of Spain. So it's basically, basically a craft and souvenir shop. Ah. So I just put my little books and my little stuffed toys and little stuff. So when people, you know, I introduce myself as a local author. So I always tell people about my book. And I have a lot of foreigners there in the country sometimes. So I don't care where you're from. The first thing I say, hi, did you know I'm a, I'm a first-time local author? And some people are amazed and some like, oh, okay. Some people, they can't be bothered. <laughs> but I always get a good response when I tell them the story about the cat. They're like, I'm intrigued. Yeah. That's very cool. So yes. what about reviews and stuff like that? How has that been for you? Excuse me. My reviews on Amazon are wonderful. I have all five stars. I guess awesome. that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, I read I read over my review like a million times, but because it's all it always amazes me to see, well, actually read what people have to say about this story, you know, and they find it so um, the character, uh, uh um, American author Mary Monroe, she she got my book and she wrote um. I can't remember the exact words, but it's the, I think the nicest or the best book she's read in a long time with a story about a cat and something, 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 which was all nice. And then she said, you know what? The parrot needs her own story. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it was on my mind because the parrot is a character. She's Trinidadian after all. So, you know, yeah, but she, she loves, she says the best, I think, book she ever read with a cat as the main character, she loves it. So that, that, and I told her Tango that I was sitting down when I got that because, oh my gosh, you read my book, like of all the books you read my book. And it was such a nice, because I read her book when I, I discovered her as an author when I was in New York, you know, and I was like, who is this woman who write all these books that I love? I mean, I have so many favorite, I don't have a favorite author, I just love books. You know, and when she gave me a, um, uh, review, I was like, what? I said, thank God I was sitting down. I might have fallen down, you know? She's like, I don't go crazy over movie stars or thing, but if I write, meet somebody and they're a writer, you don't have to be published. You just tell me, all right, um, I'm all in. That's me. I'm all in. I'll be like, oh my God, what are you writing? I don't know. I'm crazy for writers, yeah. No, I think that's great. Writers need a ton of support. So I think acknowledging that because I think for a lot of writers, you can get imposter syndrome really easy. Like yeah. you're not good enough. You're not whatever. And it sounds like you've gotten amazing feedback yeah. on your work, which is yeah. really, really awesome. Yes. It, it's a great feeling to know you write something, which sometimes I say, oh Lord, a story about a cat, because sometimes when you tell people your author and what you write. And then you say, oh, it's a wonderful story about a cat. They watch you like, huh, a cat? So it's like, well, you know, it's really a, a story based on migration and the friendship. And other. So sometimes they watch a cat, like really, all you could write about is a cat. <laughs> you know, sometimes you see like their face, their expression, like, hmm, 
<laughs> but I think it's been a, so far it's been a wonderful journey. And because I always wanted to be a writer. Um, when I was abroad too, I was telling a friend that I wanted to take a, um, I don't know, it's MFA or whatever, some writing um, course now. You know, like really go to learn to write or whatever. And he said, no, don't ever do that. I said, like, why? He said, you write, your writing is so unique, you know, and you must never do that. And he he wasn't the only person who ever told me that. And I was like, what, what are these people talking about? So he said, they will change the way that I think. And I will never get to write back like how I write anymore. So I'm taking them at their word and I wouldn't do that now. Maybe when I'm 80, I might take a chance. <laughs> Hey listeners, you know me, Eric Lance. You're just listening to me in the podcast that you had, but guess what? I'm doing something new. Yeah, she's joining me, Mark Muncie, the author of the Erie, Florida book series in Erie, Appalachia. And we are hosting a new podcast called Erie Travels. Woo-woo, Erie Travels, which covers things like ghosts, cryptids, weird stuff, UFOs, men in black, all kinds of fun things that people talk about and I'm sure you've discussed with friends. Yep, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform of choice or find us at eerietravels.com and join in the fun and all the spooky goodness. And of course, Mark, what do we always say? We'll see you on the other side. Now you've switched to fairy tales, which I love. So is the first book in that not so charming ready to go prince charming the not so charming is basically ready but not ready it's very close to coming out but i want to do well i wasn't going to do illustration but i think the story is so fantastic so I'm trying to get some illustration and of course a recipe. All my book will have food. I love food. I love but, food. Um, yeah, but it's, the story, everything is done. The story is finished, everything. It's edited already and everything. Very yeah. cool. So what kind of recipes are we looking forward to in this one? Well, it have a dish here called um, pilau. It's like a one pot. I don't know if it's close to this. What is it? Gumbo? I, I never ate that, so I don't know, but I can't remember. It's a one pot. It's like peas, peas, meat, and rice. You'll put like pumpkin, carrot, sweet peppers, and celery, cilantro, and all these things and season it. Some people do it with beef. Some might do it with fish, I guess, or... I don't know if they use crab, beef, different meat, whatever you love, you know? So, but most people do it with chicken. It's called pilau. And sometimes they eat it with potato salad. Other side could be a coleslaw or mm, avocado, my favorite, or green salad. Or just so by itself, it's a favorite. You're going by the beaches, pilau, anything. Pilau is like a staple. Yeah, you're having a lime, it's pilau. And I think I will have, because they go into Trinidad and they um, they come into Trinidad and then they go into Tobago. So I'll have a dish from Tobago as well. And maybe a drink. Yeah, because I'm trying to do like, have it authentic, you know? So have a real dish from all, con 
wherever they go to, you know, and a drink and stuff. So, yeah. Very cool. What about desserts? Are you including a dessert one? Well, I was thinking, you know, because it's nice, because sometimes, you know, when you read a book, they might describe a place, a cake or somewhere. And in your mind, you imagine what it's like. And so that when you see it, it's not like if you, what you even imagine. But when you taste it, it's like, yeah, boy, this is it. So <laughs> I think maybe that's why I put in recipes too, because I'm from Trinidad. And sometimes that a lot of people don't know what kind of food we cook. And to the the um the book, it talk about a lot of, because it have a um, French cat, a Jamaican cat, a Trinidadian parrot, and, a, and an American um subway rat. Because it have a lot oh. of rats in the but she don't live in the subway subway. She lives in one of the old token boats. And she's a very neat rat. Yeah. She's a library. Yeah, she's part of the library. She do um she's a rodent totten librarian. Yes. She do with the rodent population in the library. Is she here? Because yes. aren't New York sewer rats ginormous? That's the rumor. <laughs> Well, I saw some ginormous one already in the subway. But these in Senior Fluffy, the, the animals and the people, they speak like, like we speak in here. Some walk on their hind legs and some walk on all fours if they want. But of course, Senior Fluffy don't walk like that. That is beneath him. He walk on his hind legs like this, you know? So they understand each other. They speak um, normal. And something they sometimes they may me I want hiss at each other, but they just speak English. If they are English speaking, that is, you know. No, yeah. that makes sense. Um, very, very cool. So yeah. what about um so you want to go into series, which is awesome, right? Mm -hmm. And you got inspired. Do you have stuff that you've written before that you put aside before you started all these books? Um, well. When I went away, yes, I had a lot of stuff, but of course, when I came back, I didn't have anything about, but a pair of earrings. My mommy threw away all my journals and I was like, oh my God, that might have been a gold mine now to find all these stories, you know, who knows what I was writing back then, you know, and I would, uh, when I came home and I was like, not even one journal, I was so disappointed, but I have a lot of short stories that I've written a lot, a lot. Like a million, I think. Not so much, but. And I have, besides, excuse me, these, I have a suspense thriller that I'm working on. Ooh. And a kind of, I, I wouldn't say erotic, but a kind of romance. And I don't like romance anymore. I read enough Mills and Bones in my time. Since oh. growing up, oh, I was the romance screen girl. Now I cannot see a kiss on daytime, TV. That's interesting. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, it's that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, well, that sucks about the journals. That's always terrible when you lose your because I know not all of those were gems, but some of them might have been gems. <laughs> some of them should not even see the light of day, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what was it like autographing your first book? Hmm, the first book, you know, 
so it was the height of the pandemic, right? And when my book came out, people was just going so crazy. And I was like, what are all these people? And I think with the post office, it was kind of not post, something with the post office. And people wanted signed copies of my book. When I put out my book that is coming out, the amount, I got over like a couple of hundred response with people wanting books. And I was like, well, so how am I going to sell these books? It's, it's, it's the pandemic. How am I going to post it? It's like my brains couldn't comprehend. And I was like, no, I cannot send away the books because and I was like, stupid me. You know, but citing my first book was awesome. Up to now, when somebody come to buy the book in the store, they call me right now. I have a friend from Canada. She bought two signed copies. I have one more for her. And she's like, oh my God. Because she bought it in Canada too, but she bought two since she come here. And she said, there's nothing like a signed book. You know, so just signing your name and something you've written, it, there's no, no feeling like it. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. And so you said you have all five-star reviews. So I'm assuming you read your reviews. Yes, all the time. I, I think I know them by heart, but don't ask me to quote on it. <laughs> <laughs> I read them all ever so often. I'm on Amazon. I will peek in to see if I get more. And then I'll just go down the line and read over and over it. Oh, she said that because of them. It's like, wait, did I read that before? It's like you always miss something. But it's so nice that to see people just this simple little book and people like so, you know, into it. Just today, somebody, the girl asked me like, oh, my God. So when you're bringing out this second, this book, and it's like, oh, not so charming. Yes, that too. But the part two was in your fluffy. Oh, my God. I want to know what happened to the parrot. Did the parrot die? It's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Please don't kill off the parrot. The... I don't know. The, the new thing, it, it has nothing to do with killing dogs. It's do not kill the parrots. No, don't kill the parrot. <laughs> because, you know, when you're writing, you, I realize your story change. Like you have one, you want to write about one thing and then something like, mm -mm, change. Mm. And it went a completely different way to how I was writing it. So it have like a little espionage, something. It's like a little mystery in it. So, you know, part two had to be the bomb, you know. So and then I said, um, hmm, maybe every book I could do a little mystery, you know, give the people something to like, and just end it like abrupt like that. Like your bacon pan fall and that's it. What happened to the cake? Did it break up or no? You know, something like give wanting more. I think that's fantastic. I mean, and that's what keeps it fun. I think um, readers tend to see stuff in our stories that we didn't even see in our stories, yes. mm -hmm. you know, and what, yeah. what makes sense and how, um, you know, like we have an idea of what we meant by writing something, right? Yes. But readers, sometimes they take the story on a life of their own and come yes. up with, yes sort of symbolism and stuff that's different than we necessarily intended it. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting feeling, I think, as an author, when you have to like, um, let that go. Does that make yes. sense? So like, and let it be their book too. Yes. Even if yes. you're, you know, they're like, well, blah, blah. And the parrot seems mean. And you're like, <laughs> I didn't know that the parrot's not mean. But at the same time, you don't necessarily correct them that the parrot yes. seems mean because mm -hmm. maybe the parrot seems mean who the heck knows if the parrot's mean right yeah, because, 
Yeah, because some kids were asking me, why is Senior Fluffy a bully? I said, oh, Senior Fluffy? No, he's not a bully. He's really nice. He's just accustomed to these things. It's like you, if you're accustomed to a certain life and you're going to the next place and you realize you're not going to have that anymore, you'll be like, you know, but he's a bully. I never intended. You know, then you think, well, is he really a bully? And you go back and read, no, he's not a bully. He's just accustomed to the finer things in life. So he's just bougie with attitude, you know, but he's not bully. But he's not a bully. But me too, when I, I too, when I read um, authors, well, books, I, sometimes the story goes on and on and I always wonder, well, so that is the end of this character. So what happened? Why they couldn't do that? Uh, you know, is there a book too? Just like when I watch a movie, sometimes I tell people when I watch a movie at the theater, I will, I could tell you there's a second part coming. I will tell you. People say, no, then I say, wait and see. Next thing, bam, a second part. Say, yes, you didn't see that? How could you not tell there's a second part to that? So obvious sometimes. <laughs> no, to well, it's true. It's true. And there's stuff like, it's also interesting listening, um, not only to readers' perception, but readers talk to other readers mm. about your book. I don't know if you've had that opportunity where you hear other people talking about it and you're a little like, wow, this is yeah. how it's being perceived. Because we all send it out with an idea of what we're kind of sending out into the universe, yeah. but that is not always what we sent out into the universe because sometimes the universe applies a different philosophy than that. Yes. Yeah, and that is really true because I remember a writing workshop I used to go to in New York and they had a lunch for me. Of course, it was on Zoom. And they, a lot of them bought the book and then they would think, telling me about certain parts in the book and they were like, and I was like, wait, so they see this and it's completely off to what, and I was like, jotting down things and like, what? So that is to tell you, no two people, all of us could go, three of us could go to, to the movies together and we come out with three different perceptions. So we no two people or three people ever see the same thing the same. Just like when you give a prompt, you know, we wouldn't write the same. It might be a little similar in some places, but it will be totally different. That is very amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's that's yeah. very true. It's very mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Um, and it's got to be interesting talking to the children around yeah. you with the book. Mm -hmm. Have you got an opportunity to like read it in a library or read it in front of groups? Yes, they call me. I read in one library and a couple of school not 10 but near 10 I went to sometimes I just walk into the school and let the principal know look I'm an author anytime you want me my name is Hazel on the internet anytime you want me I'm available like okay so as you're here can you read I was like oh my god why would you put that on me it's too soon but I always read for them because you know you want to get out there and stuff so I always take the opportunity to read and the children love the story then I carry senior fluffy and his chair and I put him just sit down there the, they are so mesmerized with the story <laughs> with a cat in a chair and, you know, and give them something to look at. And, oh, my God, they ask worse questions than the police. Those are the kids, the thing they ask. 
They, but they, they are so invested and interested in, sometimes I might read three chapters because the chapters are small or two. And then they want to read more and more. I say, no, they have school work to do. And I always let them ask questions, whatever, you know, don't feel afraid and, you know, talk to them and stuff. But they always want, one kid tell me, oh, that's a lovely dog. I say, boy, don't let Senior Fluffy hear you saying that. <laughs> He's a cat. You don't want to be called a dog. How dare you? <laughs> sorry, sorry, the cat. How dare you? How dare you call this bougie French cat a dog? <laughs> he will bite but, you, probably. Yes, he'll, he'll meow you. But the kids are so funny and they ask really interesting questions. Oh my God, they ask like awesome. You know, they will want to know what's the next book and what you should put in the next book and what's happening, where is he going to? And, you know, sometimes I give them a little thing, like what's going to happen, or I might say, well, you know, they're going to Trinidad for carnival and going to Bago for the crab and goat race. And I, I don't think a lot of people know crab and goat race is an actual real thing in Tobago. So that's why I, I um, put in that. And even if the characters are not real, I always do my background because it's a real thing, Crabba. Have you ever seen goat and crabs race? That's no, 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 I yes. want to. And that's a real thing. Goats yes, and so. crabs racing. Mm -hmm. And goats. Together. Yeah, and they actually have jockeys and stuff, you know, like, like horses. Yeah, but they don't ride on them. They train them and stuff like that. So that is part of Senior Fluffy's journey when he comes to Trinidad for carnival and then go to Bago for this exciting adventure. And of course, I'll bring in some new characters there. I um, love that idea, goat yeah. racing. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah it's, very, it's very- I knew about crab racing. Yes. I did not know about goat racing. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, look at yeah. us. Look at the yeah. stuff we learned on this podcast. But, but are the goats racing the crabs? Like they're in a race together? No, they race next to each other, actually. But, you know, the goats are like by themselves. And the, the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, so crab could actually run in a race with and goats? What, what is this world coming to when crab and goat race? And I was so mesmerized. like. <laughs> and then I saw it a couple of times over and over before I went up. And I was always so intrigued, you know? And it never left my mind. And sometimes when you tell Trinidadians, have you ever been to Bago and see the crab and goat race? What crab and goat race? Crab and goat does race? Like, you all need to travel people. You know, you all need to go places and see things because it's a real thing. Wow. I want to go just to go see that. Wow. This is very interesting. And Tobago is a beautiful destination. It have the water is blue and green. It have a lot of um, night. They don't really have a lot of nightlife, but it's very um, tourist destination. I was there before Christmas last year. It was. I didn't even want to come back to Trinidad. I'm so clean. Oh, beautiful and the food. Mm -hmm. So, why did you decide to factor food so much in your stories? Why did I talk about food so much? Yeah. What made well, you, because I know there's food, but what made you go, I'm going to do recipes? Because the um, parrot is a cook, you know, the, the Trinidadian parrot is a cook. So uh, like, you know, sometimes when she met, when they meet and they kind of become friends, the animals, you know, they decide, oh, well, you're a cook. 
So tomorrow when we come by you, we'll make this like a ritual. Every Friday we'll go to somebody else's house and somebody will cook a meal, but it always end up that the parrot used to cook the meal. <laughs> so then I decided, well, wait, a lot of people, we have good food in Trinidad and a lot of people don't know about our tasty dishes. So why not make this a uh, book and put some recipes so that people will, you know, they, they could look at our, they could even make it because I have all the ingredients there, how they should cook it, what to buy and everything, you know? So like um, doubles in our country, this is like, a, um, they call it street food. So I put, um, because everybody loves doubles, I, you know, so I put the red, how to cook it, what to buy and everything like that. I have three. And a sweet bread is something like a banana bread, you know, and um, fish, Caribbean fish cakes. And they the very easy recipe. And that's why, because, because the parrot is a Trinidadian and could cook. And I think people love food. Oh, what are, yes, yes. Me and Bo can both say we love food. Yeah, um, we do. Question though, have people given you feedback on the recipes? Yes, I have. Yes, that's what I said that in front. When the book came out, um, a lot of people made sweet bread, which is also in the book. But I didn't even think to put it online because I was new online too. I was new at everything and I was like, oh my God. But um, recently, some weeks ago, I was interviewed by um, the virtual Sunday book club in UK. But they didn't, I'm um, like, um tape recorded but i'm uh, going back in october so they want me to do a baking session can you imagine like really what is this world coming to when you're being interviewed and they wanted to cook at the same time but i said that's interesting you know so i'll make sweet bread but they love they love they love it and they say they're going to try the recipe you know and people like i have a couple pen pals in america and different places who don't know what a sweet bread is but they, they baked it and they find it was pretty delicious, you know? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I love yeah, that. It's yeah. touching all sorts of things. So yeah. what is your goal this year? What is your goal for 2023 writing-wise? Well, we're already in May. Um, I hope to at least do, if I could do like three more books within this before the year finishes. I would like to do Senior Fluffy in an audio book because some people say they wouldn't buy my book unless I do it in audio. Like, how dare they? <laughs> if your book not an audio, we're not buying it. I was like, well, all you have a very long time. So you better buy the book. <laughs> but a lot of people say they find I have a very beautiful voice because sometimes I tell some, I read some of my stories or some of the stories that have not been published. I will do Sometimes a live or a little Instagram thing. I don't like live. I find I'm very shy until I listen to myself like a month after I say, oh, that was pretty good, you know. <laughs> you know, but people love to hear me read and they will like, you know, thing. People love when I read. So they tell me I have a great voice and I should really do my um on the voices. I say I cannot speak French because it has French in the book too. You know, I put a lot of French. And um, Jamaican, although when in the library, they put this Haitian Creole and I had to tell them, no, it's just French. It's not no Haitian Creole, but whatever. You know, maybe might, some Haitian people might read it and find it, you know, so let me leave it like that. But 
Um, I hope to to uh, I would like to do an animated series. Maybe a play. I have so much things like in my head, and then people will say, "Um, you forget." Mm -hmm. Some people say, I forget, um, you know, stop talking about Senior Fluffy. Here's so you have a next book coming out just now. I was like, yeah, so why should I stop talking about Senior Fluffy? Duh, because you have a next book coming out. And I was like, wait, so you mean I just load up? I said, but Senior Fluffy is my first, yes, but what about the other book? And it's not even about Senior Fluffy. I was like, oh, I'm so into this cutter that I, it's like, I don't have enough time for this, which is kind of weird. But, you know, I, I want to see what I could do with Senior Fluffy, really. Like, I say move over Mickey Mouse. Senior Fluffy is the next, is the next cat in tongue. Although, Mickey, oh, Mickey Mouse. And, mm, and, yeah, he might give Mickey Mouse a run for his money since he's a rat. He's, since he's a mouse and he's a cat, I don't know. That would be awesome. Yeah, but I hope to really do some good things. And I really wanted to go far, you know, like... I don't know. Take it as far, take him as far as I can, you know? Well, it sounds like you have the right spirit for all of it. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You're most welcome. Okay, Bo, I'm going to let you have the final question, my friend. No pressure, but get it right. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I always I always ask the same like last couple of questions. What is your advice for other authors just starting out? Hmm. Don't make that face, Erica other artists i'm always asked this question i will say um <laughs> because for me who didn't know much about anything just that i love to write i will say really study your craft well and mm. really learn not just about the book alone and getting the book out there learn about marketing how to promote what genre where you really want your book to go you know, get advice, let people help you because it's it's really a big feel out there. And sometimes I feel like, I mean, I'm not really good at tech. So sometimes I want to do so many things. And sometimes what literally you don't know, I find sometimes I could keep me back from doing some things, but I try to learn as much as I can. But I think learning, not just about your book, but the back, like how to get your book out there when the book is really finished. When the book is really finished, how to really get it out there and do the best you can. And two, don't let nobody dissuade you from your dreams and your goals. It have a lot of people. No. If it's your dream, you do it. That is how awesome. You know. Yeah, and when you reach like 80, you'll wonder, oh my God, if I did stick to being an auto paint, an auto paint or whatever, you never know. So just stick to your dreams and do it and don't let nobody tell you you can. That is not in our dictionary of vocabulary. We can, you could do anything you set your mind to do. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You, you two are so cute, eh? Oh, the white and you. black and you take the purple here. <laughs> Hello, Drinking With Authors fans. This is your host, Erica Lance. Because of the change of the format of the show, welcome to the literary briefs portion. Enjoy. So, Hazel, what is your favorite book of all time?
book of us. I don't even know if I have one, but I love so many books. I don't have a favorite author. I just love books. I don't, I don't know how to choose a favorite book. It's just. But my favorite author back in the Enid Blyton, I think she made me want to write, you know, Enid Blyton. I'm sorry, she's not alive now. I could have sent her a letter or something. I should have, you know, but maybe she died past before my time. Yeah, but um, Enid Blyton, yeah. Okay, what about a least favorite book of all time? Have I ever wrote a Maybe one of those Mills and Boone's corrupt Margaret way. She used to write doctors and nurses. Oh, I shouldn't say that I'm an author. I shouldn't say that I'm an author. We can all think what we want. That's a thing. It's true. It's true. Not, not every book is for every person. You no. cannot like something. It's fine. That's true. That is very, very true. I know I read some not so nice books. It's like they look so nice. When you read it, it's like, oh my God, I spent two hours reading that and then I got a migraine. It's like, oh my God, it wasn't even worth it. You know, but I've had that happen to me a couple of times, you know, like it looked nice, the story less. It had to get better. You're near in the end. When is it going to get better? And then you realize, oh my God, the story's done and it never got better. It was just horrible. Um, I read a book like that a while ago, but I can't remember the name and it was by who, but um but I don't think mostly I've read a really terrible, terrible book. Just, I don't know. But what I didn't yeah. like really was, um, I must say, if I could say it, um, that book, um, oh gosh, with this girl and she was so submissive and then she met this rich guy, Christian, and everything. Oh, I don't know. Oh, 50 Shades of Complete Garbage. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 50 Shades of Headaches. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That is yeah. that is just I don't that's garbage. That was that was not for me. So bad. Yeah, that was not for me. Mm -mm. That okay. was not for me. Yeah. What, what about your um? What is your favorite food to eat while you're writing? What is your favorite snack food? Hmm. Well, I love. I I would say like I like to pick like almonds. I love almonds. People think I'm so weird. Just uh, plain almonds. I love cranberries. Fruits, watermelon, papaya, mm, mangoes. This is mango season now in Trinidad. So I'm always eating a mango when I can. But I'll say my favorite thing to eat when I'm writing or whatever is just plain almonds, just almonds with no teeth. Yeah, I love them. And I eat it every day. I love almonds. I don't know why. I just so, I find it so exciting to eat almonds. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, expense is not an issue. Where would you want to go? Girl, I've been asking for it for months now. All expense paid trip two months. Just getting spa treatment. The only thing I have to do is bathe and change my clothes. If that's not, if somebody could bathe me and change me every day, Switzerland, I'll go there in a happy. I've never been. But I love a place with nature. I love a lot of nature scene. And I love to write in nature besides writing on my bed. Yeah, I've been every day coming to the mall. I was like, oh my gosh, I could go to the security tell me. But every day for the last two months, I've been seeing that. And I say, it's coming. I'm talking it into existence. It's coming. I all pay expense, paid trip. And you just said it. 
I like it. I like it. You've got my vote. You got yes. my vote. Bo? What is your favorite book to movie adaptation? Say that again. What is what is your favorite book to movie adaptation? Book to movie. Hmm. Well, I I love. Let me see. I love the help. I think that was pretty good. I love that book. And let me see. I always try to read the books before I go to the movie. Um. Gosh, come on! Don't let me down. I've I've read so much movie books and then went to see the movies. Oh Lord. I could only remember the help. But I love that series and the movie was pretty good. Some books, some movies don't do the book justice. Or is that the other way around? Some no, that's right. Yeah, it has to be the movie, not yeah. the book, because the book were written already. But yes, yeah, some of them don't do the, the book justice. It's just, uh, but the help is one of them that was really good. Sorry. Uh, right now, I cannot remember next book I read that I saw the movie, but there were a lot because I'm also a movie addict. Okay, well, where where did they not do such a good job with the book to movie? Mm -hmm. Where do you think where what what book to movie combination do you think they did a terrible job with? And the help? No, no, just any book to movie. Oh. You think they didn't do a good job? Hmm. I wonder. Let me see, I'm trying, I'm trying. And that really started when I was in New York, when I realized that, um, hey, wait, look, they have the movie going on. And wait, they have the book. So I used to go to the library and get all the books, then go to all the movies. And it was <laughs> um, pretty spectacular. But oh, don't, don't quote me on anything I say. <laughs> if, it's, if it's good, it's fine. But if it's... But you know, sometimes every time when you're doing an interview, an interviewer will ask you something and it's like your brain cannot go. And you know, the, the question is right there because I read so much and I watch so many movies, but it's like, uh, and as the movie finished, as the interview finished, I will remember everything like, oh my God, I should have said that. Why didn't I tell her that? Look at that book there, you just read the other day, but I don't know. That happens a lot. I'm actually, it's funny because sometimes yeah. people will send me an email and go, I would have said this. And I'm like, well, yeah. I appreciate it. There's no way for me to but explain it's already. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I did an interview sometime and I was like, Don, girl, you're so, really, what happened to you? you? You say all these things. And when the interview come on and it's like, oh my God, I should have said that. And, oh, gosh. and then what I couldn't do, the interview was already done. So if I didn't. I could not. Yeah, but um, oh, I cannot remember what book I read and movie I saw that didn't do it any. That's okay. That's okay. We will forgive you on that. What about um, who would do the voice of Senor Fluffy? If you could pick hmm. anybody to do the voice, wow. who does the voice? Well. If I had to pick, and it's not a movie star, it will have to be like my friend Gail Pilgrim. She's she's Bajan by birth, but she's an American Bajan. And she does voices so well. On my YouTube channel, she's um, telling a story about Senior Fluffy. And she did that thing so much great justice that my brother, see? Gail, any time you have to get any voiceover, just get that Gail. I say, once you pay, I could hire her, you know. But she's really great with voices. And I tell her she should go into that and do 
you know, do something with that talent, but she can charge everybody else, but don't charge me until she gets famous, of course. So I just sent her, I just sent her senior fluffy doll. A friend was going away. So I sent her senior fluffy doll to do some marketing. Let's get together. Well, she there and I here and do some kind of something and see, you know, how we could um, you know, yeah. But um, pretty soon I might get an opportunity to have Senior Fluffy in a store in Brooklyn, I think. But I'm trying all kind of avenues, you know, because I can't just sit down here and don't try anything. But I'm trying all kind of different things, yeah. But oh, I, I'll definitely give her, unless Idris Elba or Morgan Freeman wanted to do him. I find they have such sexy boys, like, oh, oh my God, Morgan true. Freeman could be the alphabet to me. <laughs> I think some people have such fantastic voice. I have a neighbor. Well, she don't really live there, but she just come there sometimes. She's a nurse. Hey, yesterday I heard that girl laughing and I'm by the window upstairs and I'm just laughing. I don't know what the woman is laughing about, but she has such a, like a fairy tale character. For, I don't know, even know if that is right. A laugh, but you know, some people laugh, it's so catchy. You might be on the train and the bus driving and just yell at you don't know what the people laughing about, and you just start to laugh. It is so contagious, like a sneeze. Or you on everybody on. But some people, yeah, but Idris Elba or maybe Morgan Freeman, because I think they have very deep, sexy voice, like hello. I don't know. <laughs> I like but I love a nice voice. I love got a sexy nice voice, voice in our conversation. Yes. I yes. like that. Yeah, and remember he's French, so yeah, just stop it. He did. I don't I don't know. I can't do French anymore. Okay, okay. Oh Bo. Sorry, I was just thinking about Idris Elba for a little bit there. Oh, you see, it's got to I desperately need to know why Senor Fluffy's name is Senor Fluffy. I need to know how he got a Spanish name. Desperately. Yes, that is what a lot of people want to know. Don't you know he's, <laughs> a, he's not French? Why not Monsieur Fluffy, Monsieur? I was like, well, it never came to my mind, just the Senor. But it have a bad story. But I don't know if it will, maybe a little piece will come out in part two. And then I maybe I will prolong it like a little piece here and a little piece there, you know. Or when you're writing it, it changes. So uh, because a lot of people always ask me that question, and why you didn't name it Monsieur Fluffy? Yes, because he's he just have a Spanish name. Yeah, he's born in France, but what it has so many Spanish living in Trinidad, you know, but um it's a little mystery, that's why. Yes. So if I I cannot tell you that I gotta pick up the book and then wait for the whole series. I like that though. You're just giving a little little tidbit here and there. Yes. Keep them yes. coming back. Yes. Keep the people like have it suspenseful. They'll always want to know. Well, what after get part two and three? Wait, this is part ten, and we still have no idea what. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like maybe have it like that. Ooh, part 10, like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, like damn part 10. And this is why his name is Senior Fluffy. If I had known, I would have stopped at book two. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. 
Okay. <laughs> if you could be any mythical creature, what would you be? Huh, biblical creature. Mythical, myth, not biblical. Oh, mythical. Oh, my, I thought it was biblical, so it's like, you know. Yeah, I was like, crazy. that's taking a whole different turn here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, how did she that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say very different podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, hmm. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I have something for fairies. I shouldn't say something that's something kind of weird. That's something kind of, <laughs> no, but I don't know, like growing up reading this Eden Blythe, and I think that's why I love to write these kind of characters. I think I love like elves and gomes and thing who lives in the tree and the far away tree. And I think I fairies and stuff like these kind of things. I don't know. I'm a fairy. That's a Goma elf. I like it. It's a fairy. I, like it. Mm? I said I like it. Um, yeah. Okay. What about um, if you could go into any literary world, what world would you want to visit? Wow. I don't, if I want. Wow, there's so much I would like to go in all because I always have a wish that if I could travel back in time, I would like to experience each era, like war, not really like war, but you know, growing up, I always used to say, I will, I would have been a rebel back in the black and white. And uh, there's somebody say, yeah, and you would have get it killed the first day. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, what did you think I would have been a rebel? Maybe, um, hmm. That is a hard one because this is a thing I always ask myself. I always say to myself, hmm, I will, I don't know if I will want to go back in maybe like um, slave era. I don't know if I will really want to see that, but, um, or like um, gladiator times, maybe Ooh. that kind of thing, something with like, or like, um, yeah, something like that would have a lot of mystery and, you know, like. True, true. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I think if I could have, I would really like to go. Like if I could go in any, I would like to transform myself into any and every book I read. You know, that kind of, wow, that live through those books. Well, I mean, when you read, that is what you really do anyway, you know, but um. I think I would have liked to be in the help too. That, that, that was pretty funny and sad at the same time. But um, yeah, I wouldn't like to be in that Fifty Shades of Grey. No, I would just be slapping that woman. Like, girl, wake up and have some sense. A man, look. But people say it was pretty good. I like, no. I, I don't know. I think when I write it or when I like watching a movie, I don't like to see a weak female. And not to say weak per se, because it have a lot of things I didn't know before I was grown. And I was like, oh, I wasn't really smart sometimes. <laughs> but you know, I hate to see like, or read a book that a female, like they portray her so like, not weak per se, but like she don't know a lot of stuff. And like she don't, not that she don't have common sense or is it street sense, but like 
you know, like you just don't know, like, of course, figure it out. And I think that girl with that 50 shades of gray, I tried, I read a book and a half and I said, Lord, Father, if I ever have to come like this, snap some sense into me. I don't know. I think I carried it a little fun. I was asking <laughs> people, but what you like about this book? It's not nice. I could write 50 shades of red and do that some justice. I was like, no, I'm going to write a book to her book. I said, well, you think now nah, she might see you. I said, it's nothing like her book because I'm reading it. I read one and a half and I got so many migraines. Nothing against the author, you know, because I love authors. But just the character, I don't. And on my friend, a lot of people love this book. And I was like, are these people, do these people drink alcohol for a living? I don't even know. Maybe it's me and not them. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but uh, maybe I have to give it a second no, try, you know? you don't. And drink no. some alcohol no. before I read it. No. no. See? No. 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 It's not my I'm cup good. of tea. No. Not at all. Not at all. No. Oh. And all that thing. And, and then I go like, go, mm -mm. but I, I could do a good, um, if I put my mind to it, I could do a really good, like, maybe, you know, but a good romance book, like, you know, but we won't we know what we like in romance, so maybe I could do a good, like, thing. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, I didn't like that book at all. That is one book. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And nothing against the author, but I just, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And I stay away from books that the character is, like, weak, like, not weak per se, but they just, like, oh, gosh, you'll get a backbone already now. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't. I don't even watch movie. I don't even like watch movies like that. If it have a movie like that, you know. No, that makes sense. It's, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Bo. I had a question, and then it flew right out of my mind. All right, you said you wanted to write a thriller. I want to hear about your plans for that. Well, um, actually, it started in. New York seems like everything starts in New York, doesn't it? I was at a writing workshop and it was minded to do the prompt. Well, I had recently joined this workshop. So the prompt is based on um, this girl walking on the beach. And she stopped her with a hot cup of coffee, chai latte. Chai is my favorite. I was to tell you that when you said chai, I was like, oh my God. But I forgot as soon as. <laughs> anyway, drinking a hot cup of chai. And she stubbed her foot, it's very foggy, and she stubbed her foot on something and she fell flat on her tushy with her hot chai spilling, but not too much because I'll be upset. Anyway, it's not about me. And when she landed on the, on the fog clear, she realized it's a wooden um, box, a wooden trunk. When she opens the trunk, she realized there's a human skull, some gold coins dated in the 1800s, and some letters addressed to her from the 18. She's 19 years old. When she put in her hand to take out the letter, something sucks her in. Very fun. Ooh. Yes. Spooky. Because I reach like halfway. And when I write in it, I get the heebie-jeebies. So I haven't touched it in a long time. I think I'll try to write it when I finish this one and the other scenario for feel like in the daytime. But I find it even started in New York when I was writing it late at night. I would like feel things and see things. Not really see things. I'll just see like the door closing in. 
And I don't know if it's my, I, my imagination, but it's very spooky. And it happened when I came home too, and I never picked it up after that. So somebody told me I was actually writing somebody's story. I said, well, I don't want to write nobody's story except my own. And I never picked it up since that strange thing. I saw like somebody, I was actually seeing feet and like the door was actually opening. Wow. Yes, so I like, mm -mm, I never touched it since that. I saw it the other day and I was like, okay, next time for you, mm -mm. maybe in the daytime, I will try to write it. But I had some spooky experience writing it, writing it. And that's the first time that ever happened to me in my life until somebody um said, yes, you're writing somebody's story. So that really happened to somebody because it have a it have a murder in it, you know. Yeah, so I was like, okay, that will just stay right there and collect dust. <laughs> yeah, because I don't do spooky well. I don't like horrors either. Well, yeah, I, that's understandable. Very understandable. Yeah. Um, okay, very cool. Uh, Bo. Where do you do your best writing? My best writing really basically on my bed. I find that mm. I just, you know, sit down with my bowl of almonds and my hot, maybe chai tea or coffee or Lipton, whatever it is. But I always, besides my bed and like being outside on the porch, I really love to write near water. Could be the beach, prospect park, things like, like a park with, you're just seeing trees or you're just hearing the bird. You just feel like you're, you feel so at peace, you know? Yeah. And in our area, it have a lot of birds. So sometimes I'll go outside on the porch and just, sometimes I go outside with the intent to ride and just be staring at the birds like, oh, look at that cute dove. Oh, look at that cute kiskidi. Oh, look, there's a hummingbird by the hibiscus. And, you know, that's it. Yeah, but I like to write with nature and like run it water, some kind of water. But the best place is my bed. But besides that, I would love to write in nature. Any kind, any kind. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Um, I have a question, uh, which is going to be the final question. Okay. What is the weirdest thing somebody said to you about your books? Hmm. I don't think I have a lot of weird things being said, but um, recently somebody told me um, someone read the book. They tell them in a bookstore, somebody read the book, my book, and said that she didn't enjoy it because it was all over the place. I say, how dare she? What did she mean at all? Of, maybe she didn't even understand how to read. <laughs> I say, wait, how old was the child? Was it a child or adult? I don't. They, they don't know how old the girl was. So I was like, hmm. And it made me feel some kind of way. Then I was like, well, everybody wouldn't really get it. No matter what you read, everybody cannot like your story. Because even sometimes when you're discussing this story, just like how some people say like, oh, no, it's so-and-so. Then he's like, no, it wasn't. But he ain't telling them that it's like, what? You know, so maybe she didn't comprehend, maybe with all the different characters. I don't know, but I never, I think that is the only, and then a lady saying it wasn't her cup of tea, but she bought the books to support. I really don't like books with animals, but why did you buy it to give you support? So why are you complaining? You that's know? What, that's um, what you got to say to them. Thank you for buying my book. Yes, that's all you got to say. You, 
Yeah, you know, but I never really had, besides that, nobody ever, um, trying to remember, trying to remember. No, nobody never, um, I have really good positive response and it made me feel so good. So when I hear the one or two, it's like, look, you know what? Everybody wouldn't like your book. Everybody don't like it. Has some people just hate cats. And I was like, how could you all? They are so cuddly. Like the people in the bookstore, they hate cats. They are Buddhists. I don't know if it have anything to do with their being Buddhists. But they just hate cats. Both of the owners. That's so weird. You know, but they read Senior Fluffy and loved it. So they love this cat, but the real ones they don't. But um, yeah, but basically in 99% of the 99%, if it's 99, 100, I had like 98 good stuff. I never really, besides that, nobody did said anything like negative. Oh, only one person I think on Goodreads said, um, this is not a child's book. This is um because the rat talked about having her mother tied, tubes tied. I was like, who child don't know about these things? These American children know things that I didn't even know when I went away the first time. I saw them reading urban fiction and I asked them, I say, um, this is not a book for adults. I say, how old are you? And I say, oh, you read that in school? We go into school in the Korean break began. We wasn't even reading these things. I said, but this is a book for books for grown-ups, urban fiction. Now. I didn't know what urban fiction before I went to New York. And when I read some of the things, you know, they have a lot of gang things, drugs things. Some of them are really, really awesome. And I was like, you're reading that in school? And they're talking about my little kitty cat and their little rat. The only thing I have that the um, rat mother used to, because um, rats make a lot of children. So the, the main rat, Rena, say her mother have 49 children already. She, you know, she should have her tubes tied. And the lady say, no, this is not a book for children. She gave me a nice review and Goodreads gave me a 4.5 or something. I was like, I was so horrified, but then I say it's a 4.5, so that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, she said, I said, well, that's one personal opinion. I said, she haven't read these books that these American, and she's American. These books, these American children does be reading, it's worse off than having your tube tied. Yeah, but you know. Um, I didn't think I should have said that, you know. Sometimes, you know, when you're writing, you don't really study. But then I said that it, it was like telling them anything like wrong. Too tight is like part of, I don't know if that was a wrong thing. I just felt I don't, that I don't it think it was the wrong story. thing at all. I don't think yeah. it was the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay. So tell people where to find you on social media and where to find your books. Yes, you, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Lynch. Here's an L-Y-N-C-H-H-A-Z-E-L-A-N-N. It's just my name back to front. Go figure. On Facebook, it's Hazel Lynch. My Facebook, my author's Facebook page or my Facebook author's page is Hazel Ann Lynch. Senior Fluffy has his own page. It's Fluffy underscore Senior. And um, that's about it. Oh, and I also have a YouTube channel called Chatterbox Chronicles, obviously, because I like to chatter. <laughs> Hazel, you've been so much fun to have on this podcast. Thank you so oh, much for being here. Well, thank you so much to ha for having me. It's been really awesome. And you all are so wonderful. Oh, thank you. Well, guys, this has been Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs edition. I've been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host has been the awesome Bo Lake. 
Hazel Ann Lynch has been our guest. Do not forget to like, subscribe, comment, review, everything. You've got the device in your hand. Do it right now, and we will see you next time.